Good afternoon and welcome to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy and I'm joined by my now co-host of three, Mr. Mikey Kubik, uh, Mr. Russ Fry, and Mr. Joe Nevisinski for this afternoon's show. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon, oh, Joseph. Good afternoon. Let us uh, begin as we always do with our prayer to St. Michael. In the name of the Father, Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. St. Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Council of the Week, who's going to do that? Russell? Yeah, I, I got that. Our Council of the Week actually is uh, Joe and uh, my home council, Council 4068 at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Uh, we appreciate all the uh, donations there, fellas. Thank you very much. Yeah, and our council is called Our Lady of the Queenship even though we're actually at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. There's some confusion about that sometimes, because originally we were not at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. That's true. Yeah, and so we moved a... there about, I don't know, six or seven years ago. So uh, now we have a great home at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, and Russ and I are happy to be part of that great council. Right, Russ? Yep, that's right. So that's our council for this week. All right. And we'll have another one. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll have another one next week. I want to bring up the weather a little bit, just because of yesterday. It's on the golf course. We got five holes in, and I don't know if you just had hail where you were at, but we were underneath. Well, naturally, when the lightning started, everybody tried to get under the pavilions, and they have sure. a couple of pavilions out there. So we headed, and because we were coming off number five at Range End, we were only about 30 yards away from the clubhouse itself. So we ran, we drove that way, got in there, and we're watching the hail come down. And it was amazing because right in front of us is the putting green. And at first you see a, an entirely green putting green. And then you start to see white patches all over. And then all of a sudden you see totally white. Yeah. And, uh, and then the rains came and then it washed everything away. And the bad thing was is I don't carry my phone when I golf. I mean, it's in the, it was in the cart, but I walk, so I just throw everything in the, in the thing. So... I couldn't take any pictures. I get home, Alexa, say, you take any pictures? And I said, no, because it would have meant I would have had to run back out into the hail and try to get the phone, so I didn't do it. But it was really, it was really, it was beautiful, but it was also a pain in the butt. We had to cancel because after oh, the sure. rain, uh, the entire golf course was just well, about Down in our place there where I live off Route 39, the Hershey area, uh, West Taylor Township, we got maybe mm -hmm. 10 drops we all you could see was the the purple and the lightning and stuff, the skies and the clouds all around the area. No matter which way you looked, you could just see it. And just that quick, it was over. Yeah, and I think you know it's when you're there. It's kind of like you think of the wonderment of God. I mean, you know, you see these big black clouds rolling in. You start to see the hail, and and you know, we as human beings have nothing we can do. You know, you can think that, oh, I can do this and I can do that. And God says, nah. And, and, and the reason I bring this up is I was having the best round I played all year. I just come off of three straight pars. Yesterday I had, uh, or the day before, I had a, 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 a birdie on the one hole. And I don't putt well. And this is one of those that I shouldn't have been able to make it, but I did. It was just like. 
perfect golf, and I'm thinking, boy, I'm going to really blow out these last four holes. And then the good Lord said, nah, no, let's have a, have a little weather. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> so I think that's, I think that's a, in, in the kind of a way it makes you think that, uh, you know, we're, we're not all that we think we are. You know, it reminds us who's in control. That's right. Yeah, no doubt go. about it. And uh, well, I think it was the thought just popped into my head. The new uh, <laughs> Pennsylvania Knights of Columbus uh, state website. Uh, would one of you remember what the link is? And the degree, the upcoming degree ceremonials are also on there. Just as a reminder to the guys or the Grand Knights or whoever, if your respective councils, you know, check there. Yeah, yeah, and it should be on your app. I think the phone app also has all the ceremonials I that are going you, on. I believe you're correct. Yeah, that website is, is kofcpennsylvania.org. And Pennsylvania, the word is spelled, it's spelled out. Okay. Thank you, Joseph, because I can never remember that since they changed it. The old one I had memorized, but... Uh, yeah, and I, they, they had a little problem, as you know, the Supreme Convention just occurred. It became a super spreader. People that went into the into the convention without COVID did not come out of the convention without COVID. Uh, we just had a meeting the other day on the uh, 2023 uh, state convention, which is going to be held here in Harrisburg, and we had a meeting of the convention committee, and the guys were kind of saying it was really good that it was a Zoom meeting because half of the people that were at the meeting had attended Supreme's convention and they all had COVID. They all tested positive. Uh, thank goodness, uh, well, thank God, actually. I mean, uh, none of our delegates had uh, hospitalization or anything. It was strictly, most of them just sounded like they had a head cold, mm -hmm. you know, and the sniffles, but they tested positive. That's the so, whole deal. You yeah. test positive, it's COVID. You know, game, set, match, regardless of how yeah. ill you feel. Yeah. So that was that was something. And yesterday, we uh, nights in action, uh, we were able to present uh, our check to the bishop uh, on behalf of Camp Kirkenwald, and we gave the bishop a check yesterday for nine thousand six hundred twenty dollars, which wow. was which was the proceeds. And it was kind of neat because uh, the bishop naturally. Uh, is the bishop and he didn't he didn't have a mask on and and uh mark jago didn't have a mask on uh, i didn't have a mask on chet young didn't have a mask on mike right Becky didn't have a mask on father Demma, who is our past state uh, chaplain two chaplains ago and he's a really a, a really fantastic priest he didn't have a mask on and the last man to enter was Wayne Free, who was at the Supreme Convention. <laughs> and he's outside the quarantine period, but he did come with the mask on, and he kept six feet away from all of us. Oh, you know, he sat level. at the far end of the table. The bishop sat at the other end. We all sat with the bishop, and we kind of ostracized <laughs> Wayne. Um, oh, no. <laughs> but the thing was, it was, it was a good time. Uh, you know, we all talked uh, about how important the Knights of Columbus are in raising money for these different things. And, and you know, and I, I would like to publicly thank all the individuals that worked at the golf tournament. Uh, you can go to our site, Knights in Action, which is pretty simple, K-N-I-G-H-T-S-I-N-A-C-T-I-O-N.org. And in there we have all the uh, 2022 golf sponsorships, uh, the people that sponsor uh, the money, and that's how we raised the nine thousand dollars. There yeah, you go. And, uh, and Mike Rabaki was telling us at our meeting the other night that that's the most you've ever risen and raised yes, at one time. Yes, that's the most that money that the knights have ever given um, uh, for Camp Kirkenwall to the bishop. And and what we're proud about is is it, this is actually the only way 
we, we're, it's kind of strange how you say it because we're not really affiliated with the Knights of Columbus, but we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that we're not directly affiliated with the Knights because the Knights councils are not 501c3. Mm-hmm. And it was the only way that we could do that in order to raise money from uh, and give tax deductions to corporations that would assist us. So it helped out because, and I think that had a lot to do with getting that much money. We had a couple of large sponsors. Um, I'll mention uh, two of them, um, Search Dental, which is part of the Verber Dental Group, and uh, they gave us $1,000, and we're really appreciative of that, and also Life Guide, which is a financial uh, analyst organization right here in Mechanicsburg, and they gave us $1,000. And, you know, without the two of them, we would have not raised the uh, the money that we had. and But all the councils that assisted us, all the councils that donated money, all the individuals, the businesses, it was everybody was just really fantastic. And you can get to see all of them if you go to our website and take a look. And you can go to the diocesan website. There's some pictures up there of the kids. Yeah, yeah, and, and the bishop naturally. I mean, yeah. it, it's... It's so close to his heart, and he had mentioned that you know he celebrated mass with the with the individuals there on Sunday, and it was a beautiful day, which is even better. They didn't have the hail like yesterday. No, but uh, that's another good thing we do. You know, I, I can't tell you how many different times different people have been involved with, from the night's perspective, at Camp Kirkenwald, and have done you know, gone up and done cleanup work up there. Uh, I know there several years ago some money raised to put roofs on some of the cabins or some of the buildings. It's uh, we do good stuff. We just keep paying it forward. Yeah, we uh, we at uh, Council Forty Sixty Eight we did some uh, support for Cramp Corkenwall as well. Uh, we made sure we had a donation and did our part uh, towards the golf tournament. So we. Uh, we want to say we're, we're glad to do those kinds of things. And we still, we're going to present two awards. We still have two awards to present. One is for the golf team that came in first place uh, that was sponsored by a council. And we're going to be giving that award out probably sometime in September. And then we also have an award for uh, the council that uh, raised the most money or assisted the most toward the raising of money. And we're going to be giving them a, theirs in September also, and that actually is going to occur at the uh, uh, Bishop Shanahan Assembly meeting. We're going to ask the uh, other, that's the council to attend and we will present the award there because it's just easier to try to get everybody gathered at one time. Mm-hmm. As long as we don't share any COVID-19. That's true, we do not <laughs> want to. Keep your hands in your pocket if you have it. Oh, and the, the next thing that's coming up for us is September 19th, the Pennsylvania March for Life, right? Yes. And we're going to need help for that, too. Do you have any more information about that? Yeah, we've we got, we're going to need uh, marshals. And, uh, you know, let's try to keep the people moving the same direction. Could you imagine if everybody was at the steps of the Capitol and half of the group decided to go clockwise and the other half decided to go counterclockwise? It would be like a Benny Hill show, you know, where everybody's banging into each other. But uh, so we're going to need marshals. Now, we have an, an, an advantage. We're actually going to have the deputy life director, uh, Dave Bloomer, from um, the state council, and he's going to be on Night Talk next, next Thursday. And so it'll air on Saturday after yeah. Joe does his editing and then again on Tuesday. So it'll give you an opportunity to, we can ask some in-depth questions and Dave will be able to explain a lot better uh, what the night's role will be. But we do have a role 
and uh, you know we've always done that uh, it's helped out as best we can and even yesterday the bishop mentioned how important this is because Roe v. Wade was the first battle and you can't win the war and then start to lose the battles in the states. There you go. Michael, let's hold that thought. We'll be back right after these messages. And welcome back to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy and I'm joined by Mike Kubik, Russ Fry, and Joe Devosinski for this afternoon. So, Joseph. Yeah, I was just, I wanted to bring up the, the pro-life. We were talking a little bit about pro-life a little bit before we went to the break. And uh, the latest thing that I'm, I'm reading now is, uh, and this is a concerning thing, the Planned Parenthood announced uh, just recently that they're planning on spending $50 million on the midterm elections. That's a lot of money for a for an organization to spend, but I think it's the most they've ever spent on one midterm election. Uh, and I, I, I saw a quote from Jenny Lawson, she's the Planned Parenthood Votes Executive Director, and she said this, she said, this is an election about power and control. These out-of-touch politicians gain or stay in power, if they stay in power, in power uh, they will continue doing everything they can to ban all abortion, throw health care workers and uh, pregnant people in jail and endangered the health and lives of pregnant people across the country. So that's their stance. And the other thing that you have to keep in mind is Planned Parenthood conducted 354,871 abortion procedures between October 2018 and September 2019, according to their most recent annual report. That amounts to 972 abortions per day and 41 abortion abortions per hour in the United States. So that's 41 abortions in the United States per hour. Just, I saw what, that yeah. and I was like, What part of this don't they understand? Well, I mean, they're yeah. killing little babies. Well, they I, are I, killing little babies, game, set, match. I think the amazing thing is when you come up with those numbers is that they say that's such a small percentage of what they do. So I'm assuming that ladies, you must be going in there for what, 75 or 80 mammograms every hour in order to say what they're, to do what they're saying is true. Yeah, and the other thing is they have a bunch of companies that are on board with uh, this idea of they want to help people uh, pay for traveling to get abortions to states where they do allow abortions versus not. Companies such as uh, Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan Chase, Levi Strauss, Amazon, Apple, they all launched programs where they want to they do that. And, you know, I talked to Maria uh, Gallagher from the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation recently, and she said that companies are realizing that it's cheaper to just pay for an abortion than pay for uh, health care for the mother and the maternity leave and all those kinds of things. So that's, that's a problem that I think we have to address. So... You know, and, and a, a recent poll that I saw said that from Pew Research Center, they said that only 8% of the population concur with 
that abortion should be illegal with no exceptions, ex it, according to them. So, 8% of the population is saying that, you know, 8% of the population is, is saying that, you know, mm -hmm. we should be doing I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't understand, you know, I'm, I'm flustered here by these numbers, you know what I mean? Uh, I, don't, I don't get it. So well, it is, and I, I saw an article just, I guess, a week ago, a week and a half ago, where they said that um, when they actually looked at abortions, it's only like 0.7% were done because of incest or rape. Which is all they want to talk about. Right. right. Yeah. So that means that 99.3% was contraception. That's what we're really talking about. We're talking about contraception after the fact. And that, that's a horrible statistic. It, it truly is. The other one that got me, and I know that everything I've seen, all the pro-life people are actually arguing with the psychiatrist that came out, saying that uh, in the womb, the child actually is cognitive that they are transgender, that mm -hmm. they know they have a different one. And, and everybody is saying that's ridiculous. Now, from my perspective, I say I'm believing the guy because if he's saying that the child, the fetus, whatever, is cognitive inside the womb, then it's a living creature. And you cannot come back and say, you know what, you can abort that. Well, this guy's already saying that it has a mind. It, it, it is functional. Sure. So then you can't it's abort true. it. Now you're killing a life. I don't care how small it is. I, I think that these people are really going out of their way for this wokeness. And I'm hoping that uh, our nation comes back to just common sense. I mean, this isn't even a matter of um, religion or anything else. It's just common sense. I mean, we've gone way over the deep end, way over the deep end. And you know what? Even in cases of rape, I would rather that young lady carry that baby to term because there's so many people out there, couples out there that can't have children that want to adopt. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's, that, that's one point. And the other point is, if she, they keep saying, my body, my choice. If you'd have made the right choice, you wouldn't be going for the abortion. Yeah. Okay, because you're, you're having intercourse outside of wedlock. <laughs> Hello, guys, there are rules. You're supposed to abide by the rules. This has nothing to do with being Catholic or Christian or, or Jewish or Muslim or anything else. It's, you know, it's the way it's supposed to work. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really sad state that we're in right now. And I, I think we need to pray about it, but we also need to do stuff. That's why the, the March for Life is so very important, right? Yeah, I think, you know, we need to let our legislatures know. I think, I, you know, it used to be, I guess, what, 50, 60 years ago, the silent majority. Yes. You know, it, it's time that we open our mouths up because we've been silent way too long. And that's what happens when you're silent in the beginning. You say, oh, well, that's not really a big deal. And then the next step, well, uh, you know, that's it's a, a slippery slope. It is. And yeah. it just keeps building. It's like a rock going down a snow-covered bank. It's going to get larger. It ain't getting any smaller. Yeah, we should mention again also the other thing that's coming up is the uh, Celebrate Life Banquet on uh, it's October 21st, Friday, October 21st, and it's going to be at the Hershey Lodge and Convention Center. Dr. Ben Carson's going to be there. The Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation uh, is going to have their biggest event ever, I think. And hopefully we can get a bunch of knights to be there. Uh, Councils should be sponsoring tables. I know that uh, several of them are we, when you go to that, if you've ever been to that particular event, there's always a lot of priests. There's people from all faiths there, but, boy, our church is always, uh, always well represented. You're going to see a lot of clerical colors yeah. in yeah. suit coats, yeah. Well, you know, I think he's a, um, well, I, I'm not going to say Dr. Carson is, is a good example. I think his mother is because she could 
have just said, let's abort. You know, I don't need this child. I don't need all this heartache and, and trouble. She was a single mom, but she did. And I think that, uh, you know, that's something we should all think about, too, that uh, when you do decide to do an abortion, what, who, whom are you aborting? What, what would that little child become? What would that little child, could you imagine that, you know, someone actually aborted the child that was destined by God to cure cancer? You know, and then you say, ah, what the heck? So I, it just bothers me. I, I just, I'm scared for our nation. I truly am. Yeah, and then think about that, 41 babies a day in our country, right? I mean, that's just amazing. It's just something. I mean, I, I don't know. It's mind-blowing. It, it's been that way for so many years. And now we've, uh, I'm hoping that we've turned the corner because Roe v. Wade was bad law. It, it was just, it wasn't founded on, on good law to start with. And now that's over, and now we need to keep our states clean and uh, not then not that, not let them take over what uh, was done at the national level. And you know what? You got these politicians that come down on the, our capital steps here in Harrisburg or down in Washington, D.C., and some of them are really and truly pro-life. Some of them, I think, come down and they pay lip service, for lack of a better term, and they, then they walk off the steps and they're gone. You know, people, you need to get your heads on straight, and whatever you're smoking, give it up, because, you know, abortion is murder, period. Yeah, well, I think the, the I guess the worst aspect of what's happened lately is uh, two of the biggest proponents for abortions are both Catholic. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. the President of the United States and the Speaker of the House of Representatives. That's, that's really a shame that they carry... Uh, the faith of our Lord, and there is no way you can be pro-abortion and be Catholic. It, it's it's a dichotomy. It doesn't yeah, wash. It, it no, doesn't it doesn't wash. Joseph. Well, well hopefully, uh, hopefully, with things moving the way they are, uh, R.V. Wade being overturned and stuff, maybe the pendulum is starting to go and swing back the other way, and maybe we all need to get together and help push that pendulum the other way. Yeah, I think, and I think that's why marches are important. It gets everyone out there. Yeah, I think you make a good point, Russ. The, you know, it's, it, when we think of a pendulum, it just, like, swings by itself, you know what I mean? And that's probably not, you know, that, when I, you think of that, it, it goes right, it goes, you know, right. swings this way, then that way, this way, then that way. But you're right. Somebody needs to be pushing, <laughs> right? We can't just let it be swinging back and forth, right? We need yeah. to be pushing it, and that takes action. You know, prayer and action, those, those things have to go together, right? Yep. Every night at Columbus, when they take their first degree with the old, the way the degrees were done, was given a rosary, and we carry them in our pockets. I want you to get them out of your pockets and start beating the daylights out of those rosary beads. 24-7, 365. If we did this around the world and in this country, I think it's going to help. Our good Lord and his blessed mother are up there, and they are listening. Maybe they'll knock some common sense into these other clowns that are doing these abortions and that. Well, when you speak of the rosary, what was really, what came to my mind was a picture that was on the Catholic loop. Because that individual, I guess from the Atlantic, he did an op-ed piece and he talked about uh, carrying the rosary and equating it to the AR-15. And Catholic Loop had a really great picture. They had four nuns facing away. Their faces were away. There's back. But they had their rosaries on. And it says, 
open carry by nuns. <laughs> I think, oh, I love that. <laughs> I thought it was really good, and, and, and you know, I think, I, I think that's really the absurdity that our nation is at right now. Can you imagine telling someone that's carrying a rosary that they're carrying a weapon? Weapon against the devil, weapon against evil, but not the weapon against any human being. Yeah, I just saw an article that said three online shops that sell rosaries have reported a boost in sales following a controversial article that was published recently in the Atlantic magazine that attempted to link the rosary to extremism in the yeah. United States. Concealed carry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have my rosary in my pocket. What a concept. Yeah. Guys, we have about uh, two minutes before we wrap up. Any final thoughts? Well, just keep uh, going out there and uh, working hard at trying to get that pendulum being pushed the other way. Uh, <clears throat> don't stand back and be one of the silent majority. Yeah, I think that's true, Russ, uh, both ways. Say your prayers. Ask our Lord for his help. I mean, I always pray to Our Lady for intercession because even though Christ was both God and human, not as much as his mother. And she knows how hard it is for us. She really, really does. All right, with that, guys, I want to thank you for coming in and doing uh, this afternoon's show with me. For Mike and, and Russ and Joe and myself, thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. God bless. <laughs>